Hello and welcome to Talking SME, our quickfire chat with business leaders. I'm Jane O'Gorman and I'm very pleased today to welcome Richard McBarnett, MD of Illumina Technologies and Chair of Hearts IOD. Hi, Richard. Good morning. Hi, thanks so much for joining us. Well, <laughs> here we are again, trying to cope with lockdown number three. And it's safe to say the last 10 months have been a technological whirlwind for many of us with new learnings, new tools, new challenges, and, and the occasional temptations to blame it on the tech. <laughs> um, if, if, we, if we reach back to last year, Richard, uh, as, as a business, how, how prepared were you to cope with the first lockdown? For us, really based on what we do, we were well prepared. Uh, for our clients, uh, it's a slightly different story, but as an IT services organisation, what we fundamentally do is provide remote services to our clients. And so effectively, the me mechanisms, the frameworks for what we need to be able to support users remotely was already there. So to then be able right. to pick up our staff, send them home and have them continue to use the same tools, uh, it was a, a very, very seamless position, but, but perhaps we are in a slightly more unique place um, in regard to how we were prepared for it. But certainly it was a, a challenge in terms of the non-technical side of things. And, and uh, certainly I think a lot of businesses have experienced similar things in terms of staff well-being, mental health and the various other bits. But as far as that kind of tech relocation and being able to sort of get everyone up and running very, very quickly, uh, I'm pleased to say actually it wasn't a particular challenge. Yeah, well, that, that's obviously good to hear. And as you say, given the market and your area of expertise, you were in a better position than I think than many. Uh, having said that, what would you say was your biggest challenge um, during the past few, you know, these recent months and, and how have you overcome it? The biggest challenge that we faced uh, from a technology perspective, and it's been a challenge faced by so many other businesses, is connectivity. So we can put right. in place so many of the other aspects and make sure that we've got the right kit, people have got the right webcams, laptops, um, speakers, headsets, whatever they may need to, to do. But the area that's been outside of our control is the broadband connection. And as a country, uh, we already knew that we were well behind so many of our, our European and indeed international competitors in terms of broadband rollout and high speed rollout. And the first lockdown really kind of put that to the test. And, and I don't think we're there yet. And, and whilst it's a, a bigger conversation that needs to be had around how we get there as a nation, sure. as individuals, as companies, there's still a lot more that could be done. And I think getting the team to have the right connectivity uh, and ensure that they could actually deliver their jobs properly um, was probably the, the number one thing that we had to address. Um, we only needed to address one of the team members who had a particularly sort of slow connection. We were able to overcome that uh, and provision a, a new line. But sure. for other organisations and for supporting our users and getting them up and running, it continues to be a problem today. Yeah, I can I can imagine that. And we've seen over the, the, the previous months, you know, some of those issues that have come up, you know, in terms of, of those challenges. And it's, it's, it's good you've pointed, you know, to connectivity. Do you think that's been the, the biggest tech challenge for no. businesses who you've worked with or, you know, or, or the businesses that you've connected with that you've seen in the last 10 months? It's certainly part of it. And I think that what has shifted and, and there's all sorts of debates going on around sort of what our future is going to look like and uh, sort of the hybrid roles that, that we'll fulfill moving forward. 
the disappointment that I've had in my interactions externally, and I think these are the big, the business challenges that, that other organizations need to address, is if you're not doing it right now, uh, sorry, if you're not doing it right, yes, it is undermining uh, your credibility as a business. And the reputational damage of having poor tech is now actually having an impact. And we were working with an organization the other day, and it was so frustrating to not be able to actually arrange some form of conference call. They weren't in a position to do a Teams call, a Zoom call, um, an audio conference call, even just reverting back to old school audio conferencing. Because yeah. it's now an expectation that we should be able to fire up a Teams meeting, a Zoom meeting, whatever platform we've chosen to use, and be able to connect to people and seamlessly work with them. If you come across an organization that hasn't got the right tools in place or that you connect to them and then the audio is glitching all the time because they've got poor connectivity, it does uh, influence your opinion of that business. And I think you know we've all had 12 months now to, or 10 months to, to get our act together to, to get sorted. And for those that haven't, it does give you pause for thought. Uh, and I think that for us in working with our clients, thankfully our, our own client base has been very responsive and they've been willing to, to make the changes that are needed to, to get them up and running. And indeed, in most cases, we had the right infrastructure in place, but sure. the resource um, challenges uh, around the, the first sort of three, four months. So of course, everyone wanted a webcam, everyone wanted speakers and headsets and can <laughs> supply. A lot of people yeah. made a lot of money on eBay and selling secondhand ones or, or indeed imported ones. We, yeah. We've overcome that now. Stock is absolutely fine. People need laptops, desktops, um, printers. They, they're all available. We can supply those. The thing that also has been very interesting to observe is how businesses have been able to adapt their workflows and really sort of we can provision the technology it's very easy to send out a laptop to a user but if people mm -hmm. just effectively try and do the same thing they've always done but just relocate it back into their homes and say well actually i need a printer to be able to print off documents so i can sign them and scan them back then we're missing the point and it's not taking advantage of what it and technology has to offer most of the tools that we need to actually create a better environment a more efficient seamless paperless environment already were out there but yeah. firms aren't necessarily embracing them wholesale and so the ability to electronically sign documents i mean it should be a given in this day and age and mm. there are many many platforms out there that can fulfill this there are uh signatures that are legally acceptable um, both from a, a sort of contractual law perspective but also from uh just a general uh legal standard so there's no excuse not to be doing it and that's really what we're wanting to see businesses now embrace is to say, this is the time to not just embrace home working, hybrid working, but actually as a business to really evaluate your processes, really scrutinize them under a microscope and say, because we've always done it this way, does that necessarily mean we should continue to always do it this way and actually find ways of working better uh, and don't just sort of accept the status quo, harness technology, utilize everything that it can offer and, and drive the business forward. Yeah, that, that's so interesting. And, and it's interesting, I guess, to think about you always have to look for the optimism and the benefits and perhaps the learnings that have come out of the, the recent months. You know, and from a technological perspective, it, it's probably quite easy to, on occasion, blame it on the tech. Mm. You know, we, we there's too many occasions, and we're all guilty of it, you know, of saying, oh, sorry, no, I'm losing you, or thinking about how is our tech actually, you know, working in, for, for us. 
and, and I think you've probably touched on it already, but I wonder if there is perhaps one piece of advice you might have for businesses struggling in the third lockdown about how they can make tech work better for them. And, and, and you've touched on some really valuable points there in terms of how we can certainly be more digital, but is it is there anything from, an, from that perspective, one little piece of advice that mm. you would say to them, you know, make tech work better for you. You, you referenced Richard that, you know, that impression mm -hmm. of how, you know, when you, we, we're all having meetings now remotely. So it's a very important aspect of how we are actually communicating, you know, not only with our teams, but with businesses, suppliers, clients, so on and so forth. Absolutely. I think really the thing that stands out for me most is investment and the, the step change that we've undertaken now as a society, as a workforce, has to be recognised. And in the past, and, and our own position was exactly the same, home working or flexible working was really seen as a, a benefit to the individual, to the employee that was asking for it. And so we essentially put the burden on them to ensure that they had the right technology. If you want to work from home, save some money and not having to commute, all the other benefits that come from that, then you have a responsibility to make sure that you can actually do your job adequately from home. And I don't think that really cuts it anymore. I think we've moved into a different space where there has to be a greater dialogue between employer and employee as to what that looks like. And that some of that burden does come back to the employer now. Now, every circumstance is gonna be different, but as a general rule, if you aren't making that investment, if the technology isn't up to par, and that the user experience is inferior, you are impacting productivity, you are impacting your reputation, you're giving customers a negative impression of how you are as a business and, and how you've invested. If we were looking at our IT investments in the office, then uh, with most organizations, it's very clear cut as to how yeah. investment absolutely pays off. And if you invest in the right tech and you uh, equip your employees to do their job efficiently and productively, you reap the benefits from that. So why wouldn't that extend into the home? So I think that that's something that we need to really look at very carefully and have an open dialogue. I'm not saying that employers have to shoulder the whole burden and there's clearly going to be elements of hybrid that need to be addressed on that because there's going to be shared usage. If you've got broadband connections mm -hmm. at home uh, and there's other family members, there's other household members there, they're going to potentially share that line. So who, who shoulders that burden? But there's a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, and I think that's really what I would... Um, the advice I would give to organisations now is have ongoing dialogues with your teams as to what is needed to ensure that everyone can be productive and can actually deliver to their best of their ability. That's really useful. And, and I think it's also important I, that you, in terms of technology, even more so now, because you, you talk about investment uh, and, and, and thinking about that and thinking about how people are set up at home. And obviously it is an important factor, even more so because we are working remotely. But what we can see is that it's clear that the future of the workplace is going to look quite different. And, and you mentioned the word hybrid, there's a lot of talk around hybrid roles. So talking about investment in technology and how we make technology work for us we're not talking about a short-term solution here, are we? You know, we're talking about how best to prepare for this because we can see a different workplace going forward. As an organisation, it's something we've been advocating in terms of flexible working for a long time. 
but we can see now just how important technological um, security in terms of what we have is important for a business. Uh, how, how do you think we can best prepare for that, Richard, in terms of thinking ahead and thinking about the longer term? So in most circumstances, I think you know, clearly there's shifting uh, kind of workforce patterns at the moment. It's a competitive marketplace. If you are seeking to recruit the best talent out there, if you are looking to equip your organization with the right sort of A players to, to drive your business forward, your offering has to be appealing. And I think that the some of that sort of conversation and that sort of shift of need has moved from employer to employee. And people now are going to be expecting that there is uh, a provision for them to work flexibly. I, I think now to, to just cut that off at the knees and not have that available, yeah. restrict your access to, to the best talent that's out there. So if we acknowledge that and we say that actually it's got to be part of our policy and part of the package that, that we put forward, we need to be thinking about what that should look like for our, our sort of standard package. Maybe now it's sort of also shifting what our um, tech investment needs to look like even within the office, whereas before it was sort of fairly clear cut that if you were an office-based worker, you got a desktop because it's cheaper. And if you were a remote worker or consultant, anyone that needs to be out on the road, then you'd be provisioned with a laptop. But actually now, if we're looking at a hybrid environment, people are, are moving in between the office and home. We want to make it as seamless as possible. And I've always, um, really kind of adopted the mantra uh, and it's sort of more Microsoft than the mine as a sort of mission statement so I will give them the, the credit for it but <laughs> essentially as a as a workforce as, a, as an individual working we want to access our data anywhere anytime from any device and yeah. that really needs to be embraced and we this was already happening prior to, to COVID but we're moving into sort of a cloud-based environment. We've got that sort of flexibility of devices, flexibility of working locations, flexibility of working patterns. And we need to really cater for a world where we can access our data from any device anywhere, anytime. And people are wanting to work that way. So our investment decisions around how we kit out the office need to shift. The office of the future isn't going to look like the office of yesterday. No, so no. Thinking about, uh, you know, purely laptop suites uh, or estates, um, mm. stations, uh, connectivity at home, what, what sort of external monitors need to look like, uh, do we provision those? And really sort of building that into part of our sort of employee package, that's, that's the sort of the standard. Uh, I think the key last one is that broadband line, which um, yeah. we, uh, as you probably have gathered from the start of our conversation is a little bit of a bugbear of mine. Uh, because actually it is, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to have a conversation and the person you're talking to keeps dropping offline or, or yeah. you can't hear what they're saying, you're asking them to repeat themselves. It really interrupts creativity, it interrupts the flow of conversation. And it's the last piece that we need to get right. Actually provisioning laptops and other bits and pieces, that's the easy bit because pretty much any laptop will enable you to sign up into Zoom and, and have a, a, a credible experience around that. Sure. Uh, but having the sort of peripherals, peripherals around that of um, appropriate sound and vision um, experiences. So uh, a microphone and a camera that are up to standard, we need high quality uh, around that noise cancelling if you're in a potentially noisy environment. Um, the echo that is also frustrating when uh, you start a conversation off 
and somebody has got, um, and they're not using a headset, for instance, they're using uh, speakers and a microphone, they've got the speakers up too loud, getting some feedback around that. These are all negative experiences that are very, very easy to overcome. And a minor investment can actually achieve a, a much more uh, productive and collaborative environment. So those are kind of areas that I would look at. That's very, very wise advice, Richard. It's interesting. I think from, from both our perspectives, you know, we've been obviously challenging and trying to campaign and, and pioneer flexibility. And, and from your perspective in terms of technology, you know, perhaps we haven't given it quite the attention uh, that we should have done. And I think now we're realizing just how valuable having a good support is to a business. So, so thank you, thank you very much for, for all of that very, very helpful information. And I think it's something that, that many of us can take on board and perhaps it's, it's accelerated, you know, some of the things that businesses might have got around to but are possibly thinking more seriously about now. Absolutely. I think that if I can sort of just throw in my passing words of wisdom, this is a real opportunity for businesses and for society to build a better future for all of us. And I think that we can emerge from this um, pandemic uh, and the sort of 12 months, uh, and it will be 12 months at least, I think, before we are out of it. Yeah. As a better society and as better businesses. Uh, and you know, I, I am all for embracing flexibility and creating an environment whereby we absolutely acknowledge um, a, a better sort of family life, a better sort of social and work-life balance, and uh, a greater flexibility. What it has taught us over the last 10 months is that productivity absolutely can be improved upon and we can deliver far better outcomes by embracing a flexible working pattern. That's so true. And obviously providing we've got great technology to support it. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we should take that as a given, but unless we Absolutely. Invest, then, then we can't. Richard, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, likewise. Uh, great. Wonderful. And I will speak to you again very soon. And I've, hopefully, perhaps we can have another chat in the future. Um, <laughs> and to all our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed talking to me. Look out for future episodes coming soon.